This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Counting down in five, four, three, two, one. What's up, you fucking sexy bitches? We got a special-ass damn guest here. (laughs) (laughs) Sexy cunt, bitch, fuck mouth. (laughs) Special in the sense that this guy has the the luckiest luck of everything. You know, I gotta gotta, uh, make sure that I uh, be careful about my legs because last time I was recording this shit, I was wearing some short shorts. All you saw was dick and balls. (laughs) Really? For real? real? Yeah, like straight up. It was like the whole imprint of my dick and my testicles. So I had to make a note to zoom out because it was too tight. Oh, damn. You should have just let it hang, bro. I would have, but it's extra tiny. So Mm. people can get the literal inference of the size of it. Okay. I didn't like that. So what you doing, man? How you Uh, been? Well, I'm good. I'm good. I I just got a facial. Um and uh real men get facials. Real bitch. real men shit. You know what's funny is I realize I'm I'm turning more and more into a like an Instagram model every day. Because <laughs> like I push the fashion over, I push happy tea, and now it's like I'm I'm doing facials in exchange for like story posts. You know what I'm <laughs> All saying? you need is tummy tea, bro, and then you're done. You know what I was thinking? I was thinking that maybe because like you, you you notice the flat tummy tea shit kind of disappeared. Yeah, and now you see happy tea everywhere. Yeah, so I feel like. Because of the stigma that kind of came with the flat tummy teas, because a lot of people were talking shit and a lot of people were like yeah. saying it's it's actually not healthy and this and this and that. I think it's a rebrand for them. I think that mm. company, like, because I don't know, this is all just me just speculating, right? But I feel like for them it was like we got to find something else to get into, and then so they kind of took their money and were like, what else can we do? Found the CBD shit and reworked their brand, and now they're probably you know like they're doing the exact same thing though, right? Yeah. Like paying Instagram models to advertise it, but this is like. Less of like a, oh, this will make you skinny, and just a, oh, this actually works. It'll make you sleepy. It'll relax you. you but know? CBD actually does work. Though. That's what I'm saying. Like, it works. So they're, they, if they get backlash from that, I, I, I mean, they're pretty much at a loss at this point. Yeah, I know. I've literally received, like, no backlash from, from the happy tea shit, you know? Yeah, I mean, for me, too, like, I've, you know, you know, we talked about this. We're not really, like, weed doesn't really work with us very well. Right, right. Like, when I tried, when I did edibles, that shit was, he was actually witness to me experiencing my first edible which was recently <laughs> yo so we were shooting a send foods and that's very farm yeah and because i knew that i had to be well rested for the shoot it was going to be a hot day where we were going to be at not spare we were going to walk around a lot i was like well fuck it i'm an insomniac the only thing i could really do and this was before i was trying to lose weight and work out mm-hmm. i was like i gotta get some sleep so my boy roger who uh he actually owns a couple of farms so he has a bunch of connects to you know just a bunch of weed shit mm-hmm. decided to give me uh, a brownie Okay. Now this shit looked like medically professional. It was sealed. It's like in this <laughs> baby blue, like silver bag or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. And then he told me just take a corner piece and it's fine. But what he didn't tell me is that when you get a brownie, you actually don't know the amount that you're getting because it oh depends. they don't know how much they they kicked, cooked with exactly. Mm. So you don't know where the mix is more potent. Mm. So I just took a corner piece, like you said. He goes, you know what? Just eat that, chill off, and see what happens. So. 
it made me fall asleep. Mm. Check the shit out, though. I woke up high as fuck. <laughs> high as a motherfucker, dude. And I didn't like it because it made me feel like everything was going in slow-mo. Right, right. Yeah. See, here's the thing, man. I... I've never, I've never been a weed smoker. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And and because the first few times I did it, you know, see, people might say maybe I wasn't doing it right, but I didn't really feel anything. It just made me sleepy, right? And then the first time I actually um, was like, oh, wow, I'm high or like off, off smoking. I remember feeling like, I think Rick was telling me something really important. And uh, <laughs> he was talking to me about some serious shit. Like I was at a little house party. We was in the backyard talking. And he was telling me about something serious. And I just remember looking at him and being like, I don't know what the fuck <laughs> Rick is saying to me. But like if he knows that I'm high, he's going to be pissed. Yeah. Right? He's giving me this like real talk like about some serious shit. And I'm like, man, yeah, crazy. And in my head, I'm like, holy shit. What is he saying? And I was like, I don't like this. Till this know? day, Rick doesn't know. <laughs> no. Rick's like... You know, you motherfucker, dude. Like, I poured my heart out to you. I was going to kill myself. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, man, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. To this day, Rick is like, man, that night you were such a good listener. You really helped me get out of some tough shit, man. Dude, when I was – so on the way back, because I was going to uh, Knott's Berry Farm, and I didn't want to drive, obviously, because I was high. Yeah. So I fucking called an Uber. <laughs> when I was in the Uber, the dude was trying to chat me up. He was like, yo, bro, where you from? How you been? I was like, hey, man, I'm high as fuck, bro. He goes, I got you. So shut the fuck up, turn up the music, and I just lay back and I knocked out. And I just remember when I got to you, I had cotton mouth. I was just, mm. mwah, mwah, yeah, yeah, mwah. yeah. And it was weird because everything processes so slow, and I know what I'm gonna say, and it's gonna be smart as fuck, but it doesn't come out. Yeah. By the time I develop what I wanna say, the time's passed. Mm-hmm. And so everything's so, so I hate that because I think I just like being in control. Especially in a conversation, same. I want to be involved. Right. And if I try to speak, and people people say the same thing. Maybe you're not doing it right. You just mm-hmm. got to let it take you over. Mm-hmm. Did it a couple times. I still don't like it. Yeah, I'm not a fan, man. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm definitely, I, I, I like, I like drinking, right? Yeah. And even when, even when the nights where I've woken up and I'm like, what the fuck happened last night? What did I do? I still feel like in the moment. I'm I'm coherent, you know. I know what's going on. It's not like a delayed reaction. Like, yeah, I might be slurring. And shit. Yeah, but you feel like you're in control. Exactly. Like when I'm high, I feel I I I I'm aware that I'm not in control, and I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this fool, we were shooting said foods. <laughs> and, uh, first of all, just just a little bit of a background. So we're out in Iowa, right? It's cold as fuck. Uh, we just end the night. We already drank a bit. And then I'm in the hotel and I get a text message that says, yo, man, if I don't hit you back up, there's no call, – call the cops for me. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and me being a good friend, I knocked the fuck out. <laughs> so I didn't stay away from him. I was like, all right, I got to stay away from this dude. But we already drank, so I was already tired. Yeah, yeah. So I knocked the fuck out. And this fool tells me he meets up Long Beach Local rapper, Stupid Young. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I didn't think anything was actually going to happen. Yeah. But also it was like – so here's here's some background on this, okay? So me and Stupid Young, like we're cool, right? Like, um, you know, he's from Long Beach. He has a lot of buzz right now. And um, I lived in Long Beach till I was like 10, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I, you know, I went to school in Paramount. But basically, long story short, we we almost had beef on accident, all right? We almost had beef because um, – there was a documentary that came out called Bad Rap, and it was about oh, that's the one with dumb with dumb yeah. Aquafina, yeah, and it was about Asian rappers, okay. And um, there's a part where they're interviewing me, and they're asking me about just like you know being an Asian rapper and and the, just the perception of Asian people, and I'm talking about how like I know 
Like, I know Asian dudes that will kill you. Like, I know mm-hmm. Asian gangsters that are real and authentic. And I'm saying, like, I'm basically saying, but it sucks that America won't accept that. So so you can't talk about that because they they won't believe you. Mm. And I wasn't trying to say, like, you can't talk about that because it's, like, you're fake or, like, you're lying or you're full of shit. You know what I'm saying? I was trying to say, like, it sucks that... Like, almost like when you say you can't be yourself around yeah, yeah. Uh, your boss. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but the thing about it is they were playing that part of me saying that over clips of Stupid Young. So, oh. so I get why he kind of felt like it was low-key shots at him. Like, I was kind of like calling him fake or something. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and he's like a Long Beach crip, dude. Yeah. Like, he's, he's fucking deep. Like, 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 for real, for real, yeah, you know, fucking kill you. Right. So, <laughs> so all of a sudden one day I'm on IG and I'm getting, and I, and I, I'm getting comments, angry comments and some, and I go and I see like, yo, they was like, why you, why you coming at stupid young like that? And I was like, what are you talking about? Cause I knew who he was. Right. Yeah. But we had never communicated. So then I went onto stupid young's Instagram and he, he posted a little uh, picture, like a video of him watching the, the documentary. And he was like, yo, Timothy, they like, yo, got it fucked up. He's fucking up the game right now. What are you saying? Blah, blah. Blah, blah, and it was a clip of me um, saying that part on the documentary. So now I'm in the comments trying to explain. I'm like, nah, nah, dude, it wasn't like that. And some people knew what I was trying to say, but also it was a lot of people who didn't even watch the documentary who were just fans of Stupid Young who were like, nah, man, fuck that. How you gonna disrespect him like that? Blah, blah, blah. Like a lot of like youngins from Long Beach were on my head. Hey, man, Tim's a theater major. Are you fucking insane? <laughs> Are you trying to get him killed? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, don't, don't, don't get it twisted. I ain't no bitch. <laughs> But yes, uh, I, you see the fellow motherfucker. It's real. <laughs> so, um, so it was a lot of a lot of like people from Long Beach, like on my head, like upset about it. So I'm, I'm in the comments, going back and forth with him. He was like, "Look, yeah. man, I'm not about this like comment shit." He's like, "He's like, you know, talk to me if you're trying to talk to me." So I, you know, of course, I DM him, and I'm like, "Look, bro, this is what was was said." Blah blah blah. And he's like, "Okay, well, if that's what you were saying, then." Here's what I don't understand. How come it was um, clips of me? And I'm like, bro, I didn't edit the shit. I'm not in control of this shit, you know? Yeah. So then he kind of, he understood and, and we, we squashed it. Like literally that, that, that hour conversation, we squashed it. It was you fine. You could have died. <laughs> so look, so then I was like, all right, cool, cool. We good. Let's do something together. He was like, yeah. And he was like, you know what? But, you know, and he's like, no, I, I respect you too. You've been, you know, you've been doing it for the Asians for a long time, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, cool. Can you take that video down now? Because it's a lot of like angry little Long Beach like cats trying to kill like, me, like just upset at me. He was like, "Oh yeah, got you, blah blah blah." And that was that. You know what I'm saying? Well, thank fucking God, dude. <laughs> because let me tell you something now. The stupid young says like you with Tim. I'm like, nah, fuck that fool, dude. Talking shit about you, homie. Long Beach crit cup. So we were in <laughs> we were in Des Moines, and he, randomly he was in Des Moines too. You know, so he hit me, and he was like, and I was like, no. I, so I texted him. I was like, you in Des Moines? He was like, yeah, pull up. I'm like, yo, that's a vague ass invite. I'm like, what's good? You got a show or something? He's like, nah, at the homie's house. I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm like, this is the first time we've met, you know? So I was like, okay, I, like we're, we're both in Des Moines. Let me take this opportunity to like officially like shake hands and be like, yo, what's good? Blah, blah, blah. Like, You're you know, because we're man. good. You're brave. <laughs> but also in the back, back of my mind, I'm like, okay, we've never met. Um, What if, what if. This is a setup, right? Because yeah. you never know for whatever reason, right? Um, so in my head, I'm like, nah, we squashed it. It's cool. He's just invited me to come drink with the homies. And, and, and I knew that's what it was going to be. But also in my head, I was like, all right, man, look, this is where I'm going to be. <laughs> just in case you don't hear from me tomorrow for whatever reason. But I knew it wasn't going to be nothing crazy, you know? Yeah. 
So I just ended up going to this house party. First of all, my Uber took me to the wrong spot. So yeah, here's, here's what's fucked me up at first. My Uber took me to the wrong location at first. So I got out the I got out the car. It's fucking snowing, right? By the way, it it, it was negative fifteen in <laughs> Iowa. That's what I'm saying. I he likes to test his luck. That's fucking insane. Negative fifteen degrees. <laughs> so I get out the Uber. I'm in front of the wrong house. I'm in a neighborhood, an empty ass neighborhood. It's snowing, right? I'm, I'm looking gone. like, I'm looking like, yo, what's good, man? Just what's good? I'm texting him. He's and he FaceTimes me. He's like, yo, the homies are, um, are coming out to get you. And I'm like, I'm looking around. I'm like, see a black van pull up. <laughs> fucked up. Well, first I'm looking. I'm like, oh man, they done left me outside to freeze. <laughs> it's a, it's no evidence with this crime. Yo, you, you know, know that fucking uh, that ending scene in Training Day where he's just standing out there in the middle. Right. <laughs> Everybody right. just coming out the neighborhood. Yeah. That could have been you. <laughs> In Des Moines. In Des Moines, Iowa. So then I I, I called the I called the Uber to the correct destination because I guess I had the address wrong at first. And then it was cool. And then they were outside chilling. I went inside and just drank a bunch of Hennessy with, with him and his peoples and got drunk and went back to the hotel, man. Was, and then this fool woke up with his pants off and his dick out in his bed, <laughs> which is so what? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, why is your dick out, bro? <laughs> Don't worry about all that, dog. <laughs> Uh, for the record, uh, I did not wake up with my dick out. <laughs> <laughs> this guy has lost his fucking mind, dude. Anybody that gets invited by an Asian man that drops the N-word as frequently as that man does, and somebody goes, yo, you don't have the right to say that, and he goes, and what you gonna do about it? <laughs> and they're like, pretty much nothing. That's that's a man that I'm not trying to meet. By the way, Mr. Stupid Young, if you would like to meet me, I would like to say hello as well. <laughs> Shout out to Stupid Young. Yeah, man. You know what? He's kind of he kind of really is blowing up, though, man. And I didn't expect that because I actually saw him for the first time. There was like this YouTube channel that that interviews a bunch of gangbangers out in L.A. Oh, you talking no jumper? Is, yeah, I think it's no jumper. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. he was he was on it, and this was before he blew up. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, this kid's fucking crazy. So we had we had that exchange before the the, the no jumper um, uh, video. Oh shit! And um. And I remember during our conversation, he was telling me because I was saying I was like I was and I when I was explaining to him just my my words in that documentary, I was just saying I was like, nah, dog, I'm just saying like it's gonna be really difficult for for Asians to 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 pop off um, talking that real gangster shit, you know. And he was like, well, he was like, well, just wait because I got cosigns by this person, that person, I got this going on. And I was like, man, I, I'm rooting for you. I want I want you to pop off. Like he's like you, still mad at you. What you trying to say? Dude, like, I mean, kind of. He's just kind of be like, well, look, I mean, you saying this, but I got this going on. And I was like, well, that well, good, bro. Like I hope it works out. And it and it did. You know what I'm saying? He was right. Like the shit's popping for him right now. Yo, you know? he was on a track with this dude named Mozzie. He's like a he's like a He's a dude that blew up from Sacramento, mm-hmm. and Mozzie's like a thug too. Mm-hmm. And then he got co-signed by like Kendrick and shit, Kendrick yeah, J. Cole. And so I was surprised that when he was on a track with Mozzie, I was like, "Yo, this this dude's on some next level shit." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and he mm-hmm. he definitely has like that gangster rap shit. Like yeah. he's rapping about shit that most people can't rap about because they haven't done it. I mean, yeah, yeah. He just he's tatted up all over the fucking place. He looks like an etch a sketch dude. That shit's scary, <laughs> man. Fuck that. He got prison tattoos. You don't fuck with somebody like that. <laughs> Oh, nice. You don't have no tattoos? Hell no, dude. I can't do a tattoo. I'm too indecisive. Nah, I feel that. I feel like if I get a tattoo, uh, once I get it, I'm going to dislike it or I'm going to try to get another one and I'm going to just end up sleeved the fuck up. Man, that's funny because when I was younger, I really wanted tattoos, right? Like I knew what I wanted. I wanted, like I had specific images I wanted. I knew where I wanted them and all that shit. Yeah. And like I wanted a whole ass sleeve. I even wanted like a neck tattoo, right? 
Because I knew I, I, I could see it with the neck tattoo. Right, because I would look so cool with it. Right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would just look like a sushi chef, dude. <laughs> it's just like a piece of sashimi on my neck. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Some fucking uni. <laughs> and also, here's the thing, too. I always thought I could, because I used to have really bad, like, cystic acne on my jawline. Yeah. So I thought, how easy would it be to just cover that shit up with tattoos? You know, I wouldn't even have oh, to worry shit. about having clear skin. I would just get tatted right here. Yeah. And I've seen people do that. But then, um, also, I got the mic covering my face right now because this facial lady went in on my skin, bro. Pop and cut the <laughs> shit out of my, like, made little, like, pokies and squeezed a bunch of, all right, not important. But look how smooth your skin is, though, now. Oh, tomorrow is going to be beautiful. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, but then when I realized that I really, really wanted to act and I knew I could play really young, I thought, let me just keep everything looking as pure as possible, right? And people yeah. will say, yeah, but they can cover you with makeup. But in my head... I imagined it because, you know, there's not a lot of roles for Asian guys, right? Yeah. And in my head, I was like, what if it comes down to me and the guy without the tattoos? And they're like, mm, we got to spend so much time covering Tim's tattoos. Let's just go with that guy. It's just like- <laughs> <laughs> right? So I was like, I'm going to keep it real pure, you know? Dante Bosco and you just going for the same role, dude. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is I, when I was younger, I would watch like Take the Lead, right? Mm-hmm. Where Dante Bosco was, he was 30 playing a high school kid. And I remember thinking, and that was one of my main thoughts. I was like, if he's 30 playing high school kids, it's like, for sure, I can play high school kids for so long, right? So let me keep everything looking mad, just young and clean. I mean, he does the voiceover for a fucking 11 year old for crying out loud. And he's like 50. Yeah, bro. Fucking Aang from uh, Airbender or some shit. He does the voice for that kid. The last Airbender. I think they're all like 15, 16, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, how can a fucking 50-year-old man do the voice of a fucking 12-year-old? Well, I mean, animation's weird, too, yeah. you know? Because I remember when I watched Chicken Little, uh, the, the Disney movie. Oh, yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. That was uh, Zach Braff as the voice of, like, a little oh, fucking baby chicken, you know? So, I didn't even know that shit. Yeah, bro. Yo, you know what people have been asking, though? Uh, this is a topic that I thought would be great with you just because um, <clears throat> I used to get this shit a lot, mm-hmm. specifically because I have a lot of uh, friendly relationships with a lot of my with my girlfriends. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know for you, like in your sketches, <laughs> every time you have a sketch with number one, a female that's half naked or mm-hmm. you guys are kissing in a scene, they mm-hmm. go, how could you do that to Chia? Mm-hmm. Aren't you supposed to be in a committed relationship? And you consistently get flack about that shit. All the so, time. Yeah. So like, for example, when I would... Uh, put up videos or whatever and it would be me like talking to geo tiff or whatever we've been friends now for like 10 years mm-hmm. and they go oh well you should you shouldn't probably hug them like that and i'm oh, like my, hug like hug like what like you don't hug people you fucking lonely how bitch. are they hugging i don't know but then people would say people it was such a weird concept that people don't understand they go well and, and i'm talking about it would be from females and guys so females would be like well if i if my man was hugging up on another girl like that i wouldn't be having that shit and i'm like oh hold on a second you insecure fucking bitch (laughs) so insecure that's such an odd thing for me like Mm -hmm. i never understood that shit especially because you you know people understand your content right right right, when they see that stuff they're like okay well how would she feel about this Mm -hmm. well that's the thing because what people don't realize is that um first of all me and Shia got together um, when I was, you know, um, already kind of, as she was getting to know me, she was seeing my content, understood the type of stuff I did. And, you know, when we weren't officially official yet, she would see this stuff. You know, she would see me going on tour and hanging out, you know, with um, like import models because I would have like uh, uh, shows at the import shows and shit like that. So she understood that this is kind of a part of my career and, and what I do and what I did. Right. And so... When I would do these like suggestive skits with these girls or whatever, um, Chia always understood that this was just a part of my career and my sense of humor. You know what I'm saying? It's my brand. And the thing about it is 
here's the thing about Chia is um she's the shit. Like she's so dope. She's such a secure person. Yeah. And not only is she secure, but she also like just like is unbothered. You feel me? Yeah. And in her head, she always feels like if I'm dumb enough to do something disrespectful, then fine, she'll just leave. You yeah. know? And I and 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 also it's like, why would I do anything that she would hate and then put it online on a fucking video exactly even like when i when i say jokes on twitter people would tag her in it like she doesn't have a twitter or like she can't just go on twitter and read it you know what i'm saying and here's the thing like they don't understand i mean the the og fans realize now because i've said it countless times but of course there's always new subscribers new followers that always want to you know maybe i got a bunch of followers from like the wedding video that was trending right yeah so they see me just as a married person yeah and then all of a sudden when i post a skit with like a scantily clad flute they're like they're <laughs> confused <loose> woman yeah <laughs> they're like how does your wife feel about this and they haven't seen the videos where we we specifically explain look i don't do shit without chia's approval first i run everything by her even with the the recent i put up a little Tatiana. Um, oh that shit was fucking flames too. thank you bro thank that you that shit bro. was fucking flames <laughs> and literally i was like hey babe uh, i think i, I want to get like a i think i'm gonna have like a like my asian stripper homegirl come twerk in the video and she was like Okay. <laughs> and I was like, well, and, and like, don't trip. She's not going to be twerking on me. She was like, all right. And then she made a joke in the vlog. She's like, whenever Tim does stuff like this, I make him pay a fee. Um, but, you know, it, it, that, that's basically all it is. It's, it's, as long as I communicate it with her, she's fine because she doesn't want to be surprised. Yeah. The last thing she wants is to not know about something. And then hear it from somebody and else. And hear it from somebody else. And that's the main thing. And the only time she's ever been – had said something that made me like, okay, I'm gonna take this video down and re-edit it, um, was in a vlog. Because for her, the skits, right, that's me portraying a character. Like, yeah, that's me, but it's still it's it's acting. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it's it's me um writing a script, portraying a character and putting on like a scene, right? Yeah. But when it's a vlog, that's me being yeah. me. So there was one time in a vlog where um I was gonna I was rapping on a homegirl's track. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know, she asked me to hop on this track. And I was like, if you hop on this dig, nah, just playing. Okay. And so she just saw that. She was like, hey, you know what? That joke? She's like, mm, I didn't like that joke. Oh, gone. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, babe. Immediately. Privated the video, took it down, re-edited it, took out that joke, and then re-uploaded it. Yeah, know? and it's all about communication, too. Mm-hmm. And what I'm finding out, too, with a lot of these like girls or guys, whoever it is, people like to put whatever they went through in their past with their fucked up relationships onto you. Mm-hmm. And they go, well, that's not how I would deal. Well, that's why you're not with me, you dumb bitch. Yeah. All right? That's why you're sitting over there. You're trying to control the person that you're with. And you know what? If the person that you're with is okay with that, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But for you to go out of your way. To come onto somebody else's space to tell somebody how to conduct how they are with the person that they love when that person's okay with it is very odd to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I don't think I would be okay with it. Well, that's cool. I'm not with you, you fucking cuntbag. <laughs> so why the fuck do you care? Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? That's the thing too. It's so silly because like, you know, even like with the with the with the girl twerking in the video, right? Yeah. She doesn't I don't touch her once. Like, yeah. I don't even touch her, like, hand. You know, she's just twerking around me. Yeah. And there were comments that were like, if this was my man, he wouldn't be my man anymore. I'm like, for for being around a butt? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, like, he's, I'm, I didn't touch shit. I didn't even, I didn't even really look at the cakes. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? They were just around me. And I'm like, what kind of relationships do y'all have that 
you know, you're so paranoid about each other. Even- How ugly are you? <laughs> How fucking ugly are you? And this is coming from an ugly man. How hideous are you to the point where any woman that's around the person that you're with, mm-hmm. that you have to feel so insecure? Bro, you can't make that joke anymore. You are cute now. <sighs> Let me tell you, every time, try, every time I post a send foods, it's like, oh, David looking good. Hey. That's only when I do my hair, I wash my face, and I wear some clothes. I'll tell you this, though. It's funny because, um, like, I like fashion. I like clothes. But there's this huge, lazy comedian side of me. Mm. And it's because, you know, when I I started doing YouTube, a lot of people didn't know this. Mm. And I might have mentioned this on this podcast. But I specifically specifically wore free shirts. (laughs) Any any shirt that I got for free, I wore it on a vlog. Okay. It was like an inside joke that I was doing. Mm. That I just didn't tell people. It was kind of like I was trolling myself almost. <laughs> so I used to wear like so my friend went to Rwanda for it, but he got me this free Rwandan tourist shirt. I wore that. Okay. Hilarious. I got this flea market shirt that I just grabbed from my aunt. I wore that shit. And I was just trying to look as trashy as possible because prior to doing comedy, I did music. And I felt like with music, you had to dress a certain way, mm. act a certain way, and be something in order to be popular on that space. Right. And this is way before fucking uh SoundCloud and everything else where mm-hmm. you had like you know, private dis- distribution or whatever. Right, right, right. So for me, I felt that pressure so much, I wanted to do the opposite. Mm-hmm. Now, not to say that my regular dress was any better than what I was wearing <laughs> on the vlogs, but I just specifically wanted to dress as trashy as possible because I was trying to make a point that you don't have to look a certain way to be funny in comedy. Yeah. You don't have to. Right. It doesn't make sense. So if anything else, if you look weirder, the better that it is. I mean, that's the beauty of being a comedian, right? It's kind of like... um Almost, I almost feel like the the funnier looking comedians are the funnier ones. You know, it's like when you see a really attractive stand up comedian, you're like, Mah, get out of here. You know who's actually pretty funny though? Your boy uh, Matt Rife. I was just gonna bring up Matt Rife. So Matt Rife is a sexy ass dude, especially now he's been boxing and working out. He's like buff as shit now. Yeah. But even before he got buff, he just had a cute face. Yeah. And um, so it's like he gets on stage. Thank and- God he fixed his teeth though. <laughs> yeah. He- Yo, I saw his previous teeth. Yeah. That shit looked crazy. Yeah, dude. They, were, they were tiny. That shit looked like the soundboard on this wall, dude. <laughs> but he's fucking funny. He's a funny dude. And he used to, um, during his set, he would play He would play to that. He would get on stage and be like, I know what you're thinking. I look like one of those Vine douchebags. Yeah. But I swear. you know. And he would go into this whole thing about like how he looks like a Backstreet Boy. But um, he's he's a funny guy. you know. But that's just like, I mean, like we're saying, when, uh, when you see a traditionally attractive stand-up, immediately you're kind of like, uh, He's not that funny. Right. What right. does he know? What has he been through? Yeah. Exactly. Son of a bitch. With your cute privilege. I know. <laughs> you're white and you're cute? Get the fuck out of here. Jeez. Yeah, but I was uh, I watched his stand because you mentioned to me he was funny, mm-hmm. and I saw it when he was super young. Obviously, he was young, so it wasn't that good. And yeah, I mean, yeah. He had no life experience. It's the same shit with me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I saw one recently, and this like number one like his set is super like thought out, mm-hmm. very comfortable on stage. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I like that fool's gonna be good, man. Yeah, he he gives a fuck about his craft. Yeah, Which, you know, a lot of people might sleep on him because of the way he looks, but that boy's working, dude, and he has talent. He's definitely working, you know, and he has a very good way of being like. Uh, not trying too hard. You know, it's like a very chill, but it's good. But doesn't take himself too seriously, you know? You know what? That fool, he went out with who? What's her face? It was all over the internet. <laughs> what is her name? Um, um, Kate uh, Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale. You fucking cute son of a bitch. How? Yeah. When I saw that shit, I hated him. I was like, how did Kate? 
Well, actually, I know he's a very good looking man. He was, he was, you know, at that, he was pissed that that happened too. Because, like, once the paparazzi kind of got wind of that, yeah. it kind of fucked up. Uh, I mean, I think, I think it, it fucked things up for them just because, like, you know, I think whenever you're in something new and you're testing out the waters, and then it's very fragile. Yeah. And then I think everyone was putting it on blast and they were like, who is this guy? And, you know, and there was an age difference. So people were talking shit. I think that kind of, you know, put a little, uh, put, put some waves in their, mm. in their, in their ride, you know? I don't even know how that happens. How did he even get to meet her? Meet her? Like, what? What is that? I'm pretty sure she just came to one of his. Um, was randomly at like I don't know the improv or something when he was doing a set. I and thought he was mad. Afterwards, cute. was like, "Hey, you're a cutie pie." He makes me want to work out, dude. I'm like, he makes me want to work out also. Like, dude, it's like you can be funny and buff. What the fuck? <laughs> Nobody told me that shit, bro. Don't let me get clear skin and buff. <laughs> I will start. I will. I will start. No, I'm. I'm married. <laughs> Yo, I used to tweet this shit out. I was like, yo, God made me fat because it'd be unfair for other dudes out there. That's so funny, dog, because I used to say the same <laughs> shit. I used to say, God gave me acne to keep me humble. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, like, yo, I'm already like cocky and conceited and shit. Don't, don't give me clear skin, bro. I'm going to be annoying as fuck. You know, it's interesting because, you know, when, when people first meet you, they, the, the, the first thing they notice is your level of confidence, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between being confident and cocky i agree there's this there's this type of i don't know what the word is like energy or vibe that you get from somebody right Mm -hmm. and it's your thing is just i know who i am and i'm very comfortable with it right and a lot of the times when i meet people on the space uh people have the opposite of that which is i'm gonna meet somebody and i'm gonna try to be something that i'm not exactly and it was it was hard for me when i first moved to la because there was only a handful of people that i met that were just being authentically them Mm -hmm. and every time i met somebody who was in new media whether it's and i from what I'm gathering from my anecdotal evidence is that people expect you to be a certain way because you think that when you come to this city in LA, you have to be that type of person. Totally. And it is the most obnoxious thing that I had to deal with. It's because, well, who told you you had to be something, be somebody else to come into the city. Mm -hmm. And when I would meet these people, I just, I don't like people when they're not themselves. Mm -hmm. So you could be an asshole. You could be a nice person, whatever that you are. But at least when I meet you, I need to be able to understand who you are as a person. Right. So it, it just stresses me out if I don't. Man, and that's what gives people the impression that L.A. is fake, too. Yeah. Because you have all these people coming from everywhere trying to pursue something that they see on, like, keeping up with the Kardashians, right? Mm -hmm. So they feel like... They need to be at these events and they need to be on their Hollywood shit because they feel like they're at some Hollywood shit. And then you have all these people, right? Not from L.A. Yeah. Trying to be what they think is L.A. Talking to other people not from L.A. So then they're so then they leave the shit like, wow, L.A.'s fake as fuck. Everybody's so like pretentious and trying to be something they're not. But there's like, no, man, that's y'all. Like people that are from L.A. aren't like that, you know. And it's like you kind of have to know how to play the game, you know, as – and and people will say that sounds fake, but there's a difference between going to an event like that and building relationships and networking, right? Yeah. And like I would never go to an event like that trying to be best friends with somebody. Like yeah. for what? You know what I'm saying? That's not what we're here for. That's not what you're here for. Yeah. So don't come out here pretending like, oh, you couldn't find true friends and shit. Like you didn't come out here to make friends. You came out here to pursue something you saw on Instagram. Yeah. And then you're bitter now because no one wants to help you. When you ain't doing shit. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's, dude, that's straight up facts because <clears throat> your purpose, like you said, your purpose wasn't to make friends. So now you're upset that you don't have friends. Mm-hmm. When the way, when the only reason why you were connecting with people was simply just to get a leg up in whatever, you know, 
entertainment thing that you're doing right now. Yeah. So what are you expecting out of these relationships? Absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And I started to find out too, for me specifically, that there was a lot of people here that, because for me, I like to like somebody first before I work with them. Mm-hmm. It's just same. It's just, you know, what's the point? Mm-hmm. You know, I like you have to be at least agreeable with me. So what I found out with a lot of people, and this was my fault, is that I would confuse a, a likable person with a good person. Mm. So some people are just very good at putting it on. Right. And then um, they kind of just use you up for what you're worth. And when mm. you ask them for a favor back, they just disappear. Mm. And that was the 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 harsh reality that I got. I'm like, mm. oh, well, I'm fucking up now because I'm developing relationship with people that just because they're nice to me. Mm. They weren't nice to me because they were good people. They were nice to me because they wanted something out of me. Mm. And I always looked at them now like they're trash because, first of all, you're trying to fucking – Get something. I'm a Z-list celebrity. How low are you in the totem pole, dude? Like, what the fuck are you thinking about? And so, like, for example, there was a dude that, you know, we're we're, we're cordial now, mm-hmm. but the guy, his mission in life was to do entertainment and music. Okay, and you know, he's a, he's a talented dude, but. Um, when we were working together, like I was doing this music project and he was supposed to mix it and he was supposed to do all the stuff for it. And mind you, it was like an acoustic thing. So it was literally one vocal chain, mm. one guitar thing. That's it. Right. And it's been like a couple months. It didn't do anything. It was one song. Mm. And I was like, what's going on? And then he started hanging out with other people that were a little more mainstream media. Uh. And he just bounced out and disappeared. And I got so fucking upset at him. I, I was so pissed just because he was dodging my calls. And mind you, we kicked it a lot. Right. Out of nowhere, he just started dodging my shit. Yeah. And by the way, this project was paid. I paid him for this too. Oh, you paid him too? I paid him. So I paid him. And I was like, okay, cool. So I was like, hey, you come to my house right now in the next hour, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> it got to that point because he stole my money now. Right. He stole my money. I right. know where he lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've helped him out when he moved to the city. So yeah. you come to this place where I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> it, it was just that to that point. Dodging my calls, took my money, just disappeared. Right. Right. And mind you, it's not like I'm a fighter or anything, but somebody steals my money. And at this time, I was broke. Oh, this was before Fighter Day. This is before Fighter Day. I was like, I'm just going to have to take the chance. I'm a bitch, but he's a bigger bitch than me. So I'm going to have to call his bluff. So he comes over and I just kind of go off on him. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about anything else. I was like, friendship is friendship, business is business. Mm -hmm. But you fucked up on both ends. Yeah. Right? So you can't just up and disappear off of me just because you found somebody else that could help you out better with your music or some shit. This was a paid project. Right. Fuck all that other shit. And then we didn't talk for like five or six years, but he apologized later. Did he ever give you the song? No, I just took it and I had somebody else mix it. God. Because it was just, I didn't want to work with him. Like, yeah. he burned that bridge. That's so, whack. So, you know, and he's one of those people that moved here. And then every time he's around somebody, he's a likable human being. Mm. So he's likable, but he would drop you in a second if there's mm. somebody else that's above you that he could gain something off of. And that's the thing, right? That'll only get you so far. Yeah. Because then you start to kind of gain a reputation as somebody who does that, right? Because, and and I, look, I try to be nice to everybody. Because in my in the back of my mind... I'm going to be an asshole to somebody or blow somebody off. And then it's like in The Incredibles when um, when he he tells Buddy to like to go away when Buddy's trying to be like his his like super fan and shit. You've seen The Incredibles? Yeah. And then Buddy comes back as the super villain. And I'm like, I don't or even in uh, in Iron Man, you know, what I'm saying when he dismiss, dismisses some dude and that, that guy makes it his whole like M.O. to just destroy Iron Man. I'm like and in my head, I'm like, let me not be an asshole because some guy's going to make it his fucking goal in life to destroy my career or some shit you know so i try to be nice to everybody i try not to burn bridges because also you never know when someone might like you know need someone for a project or whatever maybe someone else has something popping and they think of you you know so i just try to be nice to everybody. i heard a lot of stories like that about uh comics mm. so you know when <clears throat> I, I can't say names because it's not my story to tell but yeah, yeah. 
um, like certain comics would, when they're doing really well, you would expect them if they were a part of the same clique to uh, just kind of bring each other up as a part of a crew, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, certain comics would blow up and they would just ignore all these other people or they would bash them and they would just tell them like certain like straight up like, oh, you're not going to make it. Mm. Or you're not good enough for this space. Mm-hmm. And specifically, this comic that told me this, it was a male comic that would say it to female comics. Mm. Like, you're, you're never going to be good enough. Well, guess what? That comic is not booking anything. And the female comics that 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 he was talking shit to, they all blew up. Really? I.e. Ali Wong. Ah. Like Chelsea Handler. Okay. Shit like that. So it's it's kind of crazy, dude. Like, Or was he Jedi mind-tricking them and motivating them by talking shit? Maybe, but I guarantee you he wasn't. He was <laughs> he was basically saying that female comics aren't funny. Ah. And now these people are big. Right. And now these women are actually helping the other people who supported them. During this time, like there was a stigma that female comics just weren't funny. They right. weren't funny as male comics. Right, right. And mind you, for me, I didn't find female uh, comics as funny. Not because they were females. It's because I just couldn't relate to them. Right. You know, that's that's all. I mean, there's also like – there was like – that was almost like a – before memes were memes, that was almost like a like a like a joke. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, oh, girls aren't funny. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But then like that's silly because you know, I love Lucy's like one of my favorite shows of all time. So Oh yeah, I love Lucy, dude. Yeah. The, all those classics, super funny, dude. And Ali Wong too, when I saw her special, dude, fucking funny mm-hmm. as shit. And I used to love I grew up, I mean, especially as an Asian boy. Um, I remember, you know, back when Comedy Central used to only show just uh stand up all the time. Yeah. Um, I used to watch all the time. And um Margaret Cho, I was like, she had the stand up special that I used to watch like every week dude it just cracked me up and i like as like a young asian watching i'd be like man this this is this is dope to see an asian on tv doing stand-up and she was a lady yeah and you know what with with margaret cho too she she kind of had that first wave in that movement what i found out was um she was just that asian girl that just didn't give a fuck she would say whatever the fuck she wanted and for a lot of like young asian kids that thought that they you know they they were supposed to be the doctor, the business person, and mm-hmm. kind of reserve their comments. They kind of used her as fuel to speak up about certain things, right? right. Especially because she's number one, a female comic, comic mm-hmm. has a bunch of tattoos, mm-hmm. talks about sex, fucking whatever, and she's a lesbian. Yeah, which is fucking crazy. Or I think she's bisexual. I'm not sure. Something like that. She has. I don't know. Her sexual shit is crazy. She's like <laughs> she's all out there. She's definitely not in the whole like monogamy, right? You know, heterosexual lane. But she was just open about everything, which is kind of crazy, man. I mean, I feel like you know, um, that's kind of uh, what 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 she did is kind of what helped you and me, yeah, um, kind of uh, blow up in the space that we did because you know, in the early stages of YouTube, right? I feel like one of the things that helped me gain my audience was the fact that a lot of people, Asian and not Asian, were seeing me uh, like dress the way I dress and, and not only talk the way I talk, but also talk about the things I talked about. Like I'd be talking about my dig all the time. I'd be talking yeah. about sexual things. And there was half the people who were Asian kids who were like, wow, um, finally not a like cookie cutter uh, stereotype Asian, someone I can watch, someone I can relate to, but also people that weren't Asian who didn't grow up around Asian people were like, oh my God, I've never seen an Asian guy talking like this. Yeah. This is kind of weird. Yeah. Right? People who were like thrown off by me um, just being the way I am. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's what kind of really helped me in the beginning like garner an audience. You know? it, it's such a weird thing too because I think we grew up in an area where it is so culturally diverse Mm -hmm. we think that the world that we live in is a representation of everywhere else in america (laughs) and it's not right and so i was shocked Mm -hmm. like i didn't understand why people were like oh well look at this dude and first of all by the way me of all people like i have a slight twang to my voice but 
for a majority of my life, I, I tried to get rid of it because I couldn't get a job, mm. right? So when I would speak at these jobs and I, you know, grow up in Sacramento, California, everybody kind of speaks a certain way, right? Right. So for me, I got rid of most of it. But even then, when when I would hear myself speak, I didn't hear what they were hearing. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, why are you trying to sound black? I'm like, what the fuck are you right. talking? I talk as white as fuck in right. my head, you know, because in, in my group of friends mm-hmm. that I grew up around with, I did speak white as fuck as they would say. Mm-hmm. So to other people who didn't grow up in that area, with that little thing that they're hearing, they think that I'm trying to sound quote unquote black. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> and that's what's crazy because, you know, yes, we grew up in very diverse areas, right? So yeah. everybody in the school I went to, like we all like dressed the same and talked mm-hmm. the same. And, but it was like, you know, black, Asian, Mexican, uh, 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 it was like a white dude, a couple white dudes. And we all just kind of, you know, listen to the same music, talked about the same stuff. And, and so when I started making YouTube videos, and like, and and mind you, you know, I'm not a gangster. I never claimed to be a gangster, right? 100%. I mean, um, I mean, I'm a G. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I ain't no gangster, right? And so I, I would definitely be in videos, and people would be like, "Who's this wannabe gangster?" Because like I would have like a backwards hat on. That's so funny, you know. Or you know, maybe I, I had a, a, a you know what I'm saying would slip, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, where are you from? Like, what 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 fucking suburb of Wisconsin, Oshkosh, Wisconsin, <laughs> are you in? Where an Asian guy just wearing a backwards hat makes you associate that with gangster shit? You yeah. Know? It's just silly, bro. Every everything was. Oh, you're trying to be a thug. Oh, you right. think you're so G. Like, oh, you think you're ready to throw down. What are you talking about? <laughs> Who said? Who said this shit? And it's funny, too, because I would read up, for example, too, like growing up in the certain neighborhood that I had, everybody got into fist fights. Mm-hmm. And so when I would tell these stories about me getting into fights, they're like, oh, you think you're fucking tight? You think you could throw down? No, I'm telling you I got bullied. <laughs> 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 you fucking dumbass. I'm telling you people are bullying me. I'm not saying like, they're like, oh, you beat. The- yeah, I beat this guy up because he was trying to kick my ass. <laughs> and I'm a big guy. And people didn't know that either. I'm like six foot one, 210 pounds. Yeah. You know? And so what would happen is like a lot of the situations that I got into was just because of the neighborhood that I grew up in. Whether you were a geek or nerd or whatever, everybody got into fucking fights. Mm -hmm. That's just how it was. Somebody was trying to rob you. Somebody was trying to take your shit. Right. It's just, you know, and I think like when people would hear those stories, they're like, oh, you think you're a thug? It's Mm. like, no, I was getting bullied, dude. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what was I supposed to do? You know, it's funny. It's like, so I grew up in an area that. Um, no one, no one was trying to, uh, no one was really getting into fights, yeah. right? It's, we were all cool, uh, just chilling, you know, even, um, when I, cause I went to a, I went to a Christian school from, in Gardena from like preschool to eighth grade, basically. And when I started going to public school in Paramount, it was my first kind of like, literally my first day at Paramount. Mind you, this is my first time at a public school ever, right? Yeah. And so I'm chilling. Paramount is like, I think like 75% Mexican, um, Paramount High. Yeah. Maybe like 20% black and the rest is like little spurts of like Pacific Islander and Asian and white. Yeah. So I'm in there. It's my first day of school. I'm in the bathroom peeing in a stall. Literally, dog, as I start peeing with my dick in my hand, three three cholo looking Mexican dudes walk in. Two of them look at the one dude and they're like, you ready? Go. They start jumping him into their gang in the bathroom. As you're peeing? As I'm peeing, dog. As my dick is in my hand, there's two cholos jumping another would-be cholo into the gang. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> you must have been scared I shitless. Like, I just couldn't. I was like, so I like, I didn't want to. So here's, here's what was going on in my mind. I didn't want to just put my dick away and walk out because I'm like, oh, they're going to think I'm like nervous or scared. So I stood there. With my dick in my hand, waited, because I couldn't pee. I was too nervous. Had my dick in my hand, 
pretended like I peed, pretended to shake it off, and then walked out. <laughs> Even though they didn't give a fuck what was going on. I bet me. you didn't know you could actually cut off a stream so quick. <laughs> like, people say you can't fucking cut off your piss stream. When you're scared, you can make it happen. Yeah, definitely. definitely. That's crazy. So that was dude. my first day at Paramount. And then, like, <laughs> he's walking, hey, fool, you fucking ready, eh? <laughs> and then, bow, bow, bow. Hey, I respect you. I respect you. I'm okay. like, what's going on? But, you know, and but then, like, that's really probably the closest. Uh, I've ever, you know, I mean, yeah, there were fights at Paramount, but no, no one gave me no problems, you know, because I, I, I actually got to, uh, I, I was popular as shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably just a guy that could float into any group, and everybody knew who you were. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I also used to bootleg CDs, so that helped. Ah, okay. So you were that connecting shit. Yeah. Ain't, ain't nobody gonna jump that connect. Exactly. Sophomore year, I was um, <laughs> sophomore year. Because here's the thing, mind you, this is my first time being in public school, so I, this mm-hmm. is my first time um dressing like. Like trying to dress cool, you know what I'm saying? Cause it was, oh, because you had a uniform. It before. was it was uniforms um, in junior high and 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 and, and, eight, and elementary school. So this is my first time like being like, oh, I gotta dress cool. Yeah. But I also didn't wanna, you know, because my parents were, you know, like the restaurant was doing okay, but we we're, you know, pretty like broke, you know. Yeah. So I didn't want to bother my parents with this mainstream like Sean John and Air Force and shit. Echo, and Echo, like Echo Unlimited, South Pole. Yeah, bro. So I'm like, I gotta find a way to make money. So I'll go to Smart and Final. Um, sophomore year, I went smart and final. You know, I would buy just boxes of Snickers and M and M's in bulk, and I would take them in Ziploc bags and sell them at school for like a dollar each, and that's how yeah. I made like my extra clothes money. And then, uh, funny story, uh, one time specifically, I was in class, and uh, my English teacher, Mr. Wolf, I was like, I was in the middle of a transaction, and he was like, Tim, you selling candy in my class? What, 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 what program is this for? And I was super cool with my drama teacher, yeah. Mr. Carlin. I was like, drama class. He was like, oh, I'm sure Mr. Carlin would love to hear that you're selling candy in the middle of my class. Give me the bag. So he takes my bag. I'm like, fuck. So then right after third period, I ran to Mr. Carlin. I'm like, Carlin, Carlin, okay. <laughs> Mr. Wolf took my candy. I told him I was selling it for drama class. He was like, all right. So I had drama for fifth period. I get to fifth period, and Carlin hands me a bag of money. And he's like, yeah, I had your bag. Kids kept wanting to buy the candy, so I was selling it for you. <laughs> what a cool-ass dude. Yeah, I was like, thanks, man. I was like, yo, man, here's a 10% cut. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was, I was man, oh, thank you, man. Yo, that's so interesting, too. Some teachers don't really get it either. You right. know, they're so busy trying to look at what you're doing wrong. They don't see the bigger picture. Well, first of all, it's like if this kid's selling candy, he probably doesn't have a lot of money. Yeah. So what the fuck am I doing? Right. You know, what? why, why am I even – dude, I remember, too – so uh, during lunch, I used to play thirteen, the mm-hmm. fucking Vietnamese card game, right? Okay. Have you have you played that shit? No. So we were playing thirteen, and, and you know, at lunch or whatever. And I fuck, I can't remember her name because she wasn't one of my teachers, but she was notoriously known for being a fucking bitch, <laughs> a fucking gaping cunty bitch. Oh God! Gaping. And so so we were like playing cards, and she goes, "You know, you're not supposed to play cards uh, <laughs> on campus. Like we're gambling or some shit." It was like we're not gambling; we're just playing thirteen. Yeah. She takes the deck of cards and she just chucks it on the fuck. Roof. Oh one of the- God! What a bitch! Yeah, what but- a cunty, gaping bitch! Yeah, and then we- I was so shocked. She goes, "I don't ever want to see you playing cards here again like that." And I was like, "Yo, what in the fuck?" And after she left, I went, "I got another deck right here." <laughs> so, and we started playing. She goes, "Oh, you think you're so funny?" And then she tried to grab it. And I was like, "No, I'm not. You're not doing that shit." And the bell rang. I just walked away. But that same fucking day, I had a Japanese teacher. Her name is Sato Sensei. Shout out to Sato Sensei. Sato Sensei. So Sato Sensei was going to teach us how to make this thing called oyakodon. It's um, eggs and chicken. It's like chicken and egg shit. Okay. Uh, so in the teacher's call it the what came first. 
the chick. Yeah, that's actually what it is, the chicken or the egg. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, we were. She was making oyakodon in the teachers' lounge in between the language classes. Okay. And so that's where the Spanish teacher, the Japanese teacher, and the German teacher share their shit. So she's making food, and I just hear people yelling. And then we're in class, and then I walk outside, and it was the bitch. That fucking mm. threw my deck of cards mm. up on the roof. And then Sato-sensei was battling her out. What? Like straight up. She was just like, first of all, Sato-sensei doesn't speak very good English at all. Okay. And she was like telling her like, well, you know, this whole area isn't just for you. As she was cooking the food for the class, right? Oh. And she was like, you don't speak to me that way. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I ran back into class. I was like, yo, Sato-sensei about to throw down. <laughs> And I was just outside. We were all cheering her on as she was fucking going at this lady. And then when she came in, we just gave her a fucking round of applause. Hilarious. I felt like she defended my honor for the car- the deck of cards, dude. <laughs> fucking cunty bitch. She came back. She comes back with the other teacher's dead body and your deck of cards. <laughs> for you. She, she had her fucking head like this from a samurai sword. Peace for you. <laughs> the deck of cards in the mouth of the, of the, of the head. Um, one of my favorite teachers, actually, this, this lady named Mishigamitsu, she was Japanese, my history teacher in high school, and she she left me with something to this day that I think back on. Mm-hmm. And it was in my yearbook, and um, you know, everyone signed my yearbook, so I was passing it around to my class, and then uh, and she wrote, and it was really simple, but really like advice just stuck with me, you yeah. know. And she wrote, Tim, you know, she's like, you're you're so talented, and um, and you're such a funny guy, but remember that like. Um, no matter how talented you are, it won't get you anywhere unless you focus and put in the work. And I was like, and I was like, okay, okay. And I was like, yeah, she's right. Because, you know, I was a notorious, like, you know, I was a class clown. I was voted class clown and shit, you yeah. know. And there were multiple teachers that gave me the whole, Tim, <laughs> that speech was like, there's no reason why a talented brain like yours should be getting like a C in my class. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like my my honors English teacher told me that. And then I had a an algebra teacher specifically who was like pissed at me because um, I think I, I I didn't pass algebra the first time or algebra two or some shit like that. Just yeah. something I needed to to graduate. So they they did they did this thing where they separated half of the semester into two semesters. So it was just like easier. Yeah. And this one teacher specifically, he was like, Tim, you do this every time you start off so great and then you start slacking off. And I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> so they used to get more pissed at me because I was smart and I was, I was, I was goofing off. Cause it's frustrating. Cause they see something great in somebody yeah. and you know, other people who can't understand the material is just because they're dumb as fuck. Right. Or, you know, whatever the reason is, but they see somebody who understands it, and then you go, meh. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? I know. like, fuck it, I ain't going to really do with that and shit. I, I get why that was frustrating for them, you know? So when Michigan Mitsu told me that in my yearbook, I was like, okay. And to this day, I'm like, I'm like, okay, man, stop goofing around. Put in the work. Get, dude, put, get teachers to work. never said that shit to me, dude. <laughs> they always said, wow, I'm surprised you're going to college. <laughs> I, I kid you fucking not. So when my senior year of high school, I decided to join a choir. Yeah, just because I didn't want to join choir because I don't want to get made fun of, right? Okay. You know, you know, whatever the homies or whatever will call me like a fucking loser and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and when you're young, you you're impressionable. Yeah. You know, I wasn't as impressionable as other people just because I did. I you know, till this day, I just never gave a fuck. But yeah, I, da- I, David Dore me so, <laughs> yeah, David Fatso, <laughs> son of a bitch. I told this so back in the day when I was a kid. I was like chubby, still chubby till this day. 
But when I started getting fat around third or fourth grade, uh, fucking these kids called me David Fatso. <laughs> and then I had nothing to say because it was so good. I was like, I think one day I was like, hey, anybody ever make fun of your name? And he was like, yep, David Fatso. And I cracked. I died. He died. And I told him the other one, which is David's so fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck this guy. It's so simple, but so great. Dude, what was your name? It was nothing. Uh, all right. So, you know, my, my birth name is, is Tim Chantarangsu. That's my legal name. So kids would be like. Tim, you know, first it was like Tim Chattanooga, Tim Chimichanga, Tim, uh, Tim chant the wrong song. And he was trying to relate to me. <laughs> How you chant the wrong song is nothing. Dude, that's hurtful for someone like me who really liked to learn songs. <laughs> Shut that was the fuck up. <laughs> My shit was too factual because the evidence was there. Too factual. <laughs> dude, being a kid was fucking hard though. I, dude, Bart told me that uh, when he was a little kid. Anything hurt his feelings. Like, uh, they, they used to call him bartender, and it would make him cry. He's <laughs> like, all right, bartender. He goes, I'm not a bartender. I said, what's a bartender? I don't know. <laughs> but it would hurt my fucking True. feelings. All you got to do is be like, okay, then, cute guy. What? <laughs> Yo, so when I was in a choir, uh, we had to do this thing. Well, basically, we would perform to the elementary schools in the area. Okay. And so there was a lady named Miss Richardson that was mm. my kindergarten teacher that remembered me. Okay. And I was always a troublesome kid. I used to get in fights all the fucking time. Specifically, uh, I came here I'm, – I'm an immigrant. So when I came here, I used to get bullied a lot, mm-hmm. right? And so – but my dad would always tell me, being the Korean man that he is, he goes, don't you ever get into fights in school. But – How old were you? I was uh, – I came here when I was like three or four. Okay. Like that. Okay, okay. And then uh, he told me, don't ever get into fights. But <laughs> being the angry Korean man that he is – if they put their hands on you, you can just do whatever you want. <laughs> right, right. And so I would always wait for somebody to just touch me, anything, just so I wouldn't get in trouble with my parents. Because yeah. it didn't matter if I got beat up in school, I would get my ass beat at home. Uh, so I just had to wait for them to just put their hands on me, right. anything, like just push me, touch me, anything. So, Any excuse, yeah. so my classic saying, and even my teachers knew I would say that, I'd be like, touch me. See what happens. Mm-hmm. I would, even as a little kid, I would say, touch me, see what happens. And this is probably a phrase I picked up from some of the older people in the neighborhood. Right, right, right. But I would just wait for them to push me, mess with my hair, just so I could just start swinging. <laughs> and so that's what I was known for. And so, because um, I got bullied a lot because I looked like a fucking weirdo. <laughs> when I got bullied too, it was well-deserved. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I did the choir performance for the elementary school and at Kirch Gator. And I remember because Miss Richardson remembered me because I used to get into so many fucking fights. Mm. And it sucked because she understood that I used to get bullied a lot and I just wouldn't take it. It right. didn't matter. I would just start swinging on people. Yeah. Like she remembered the first time I, I got into a fight. And I remember this too because it stuck out in my head because we were playing house. Mm-hmm. And you know, playing house, we're cooking shit. And I was cooking with this pot and this kid tried to take it from me. So I t- snatched it and I fucking smashed him on the face with it. <laughs> oh my and God. And she remembered that shit. And she goes, well, how are you? You're in choir. You sing now. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, well, I'm going to the University of California, Riverside. And this shit got me. She goes, you're going to college? <laughs> Bro, that shit broke my heart. I was like, what did you think of me? Like, she thought she probably thought I was trash as a five-year-old. Just a little dumbass hooligan. Yeah, like, how bad was I, dude? Like, how fucking terrible was Because in third grade, I got removed from that school because I stabbed the kid in the face. Lord, have mercy. Yeah, so, like, when, I mean, I told this on JK News, but long story short, there was a kid. His name was Delray Moore. Guys, super nice now, by the way. Oh, you met him recently? Yo, so we we reconnected after a while. So Delray was, I don't know what happened in his personal family life or whatever mm-hmm. that, that led him to be such a fucking asshole. <laughs> but, you know, you know, shout outs to Delray now. Hopefully you're still a good dude. I don't know. Yeah. But basically, uh, during that time, you know, throwing spitballs was really popular. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
I can't remember this teacher's name, but she was faced to the wall, you know, doing the whiteboard shit. And as she was doing that, or chalkboard shit, uh, people were throwing spitballs. Mm. I wasn't having that shit. I was actually trying to do my work, mm. like a good little Asian kid, mm-hmm. doing my work. And this kid Del Rey apparently got hit in the side of the face with a spitball. Mm. And I say apparently because I saw it. <laughs> and I started busting up laughing. Mm. It was so fucking funny because that shit was juicy. <laughs> Just blah. And then he saw me laugh. Yeah. He thought I, I did it to him. Uh, so I started cracking the fuck up and I went back and I started doing my shit. Next thing you know, guy chucks me out of my fucking chair. Oh, God. So I just see red. Mm. And I remember this. I grabbed my pencil and I was, because I was writing, I was grabbing and I just started hammer fisting this dude's face. Oh, my, with the pencil? Yeah, but I was trying to punch him. I wasn't trying to like stab him. Yeah. And I didn't know. And oh, next thing you know, that. scratched up and he, and I actually put the pencil through his cheek into the mouth what? All, the, all the way through with the pencil oh my god yeah and so the teacher turns around she's screaming she's like oh my god yeah. i don't know what's going on yeah. i just see this hole and blood coming out and she has a paper towel that she puts to his face that, you know that recycled brown paper towel from that yeah. metal tending that rolled out oh yeah and she's putting it to his face and i don't know what the fuck is happening and then literally she's screaming her head off wow. because this kid got stabbed in class you scary and then the principal came up to me and he took me out he goes what happened and he goes, I don't know. And he goes, I, I said, I don't know. I, I, I said the dumbest excuse. I goes, I pinched him. <laughs> and he clearly knows something happened. Yeah. But as he started to talk to me, and he knows he knows about me because I got bullied a lot in school. Mm-hmm. And he knows that at the time, Del Rey was a troublemaker. Mm. So he was like, he kind of put two and two together. And he goes, you know, he was probably getting bullied and he had it. Right. So I actually, they allowed me to stay in the school for a little bit really? until they had to figure out what to do until I had to get removed from the school because it was so bad because his older brother actually beat me up in mm, school because of that because of that shit and then it got to the point where I, I continually had fist fights at the school because I had to defend myself because they just knew me as a kid that stabbed somebody damn son so like I got removed from that school because of that situation and now now that dude Del Rey he actually hit me up later on because <laughs> the dude was working at In and Out. Mm-hmm. And you know if you work at In-N-Out, number one, you have to be a really good human being. Right, and, so, and you're getting good money. Exactly. So I'm sitting at In-N-Out, and I see this dude, Del Rey. Oh, this is, by the way, after this in junior high, he jumped me. Okay. Because he still remembered the fucking stab, and right. he, he held it in with him. Yeah, yeah. And mind you, this dude was still pissed from it. Dude, it's been like fucking six years. Well, he's, he had a, a disgusting scar now. No, there was no scar. He was fine. <laughs> looks like a cute dimple now. And so the, the dude jumps me, and I remember it. Because as a kid, I used to get my ass beat by my parents. So I'm talking about sticks, bets, whatever. Yeah. And so I remember we're at the bus stop. He's like, what now? Whatever. He swings on me, and I just took a hit to the face, and mm-hmm. I looked at him. It didn't hurt. Mm-hmm. And I was like. So I just started rushing after him. He runs into the bus and goes all the way to the back. Hmm. And he just starts talking all this other shit. Like mm-hmm. just, And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, just wait till we get off the bus. That's all I said. Just wait till we get off the bus. Yeah, yeah. And I just stood up. And I'm about to swing on him. And the fucking bus driver heard me say all that shit. And then, or, you know, whatever kids were like telling on him all the way to the front or on me or some shit. Because right. he had a lot of homies. And then literally I'm about to swing on him. Bus driver grabs me off. Mm-hmm. And this dude, Big John is waiting at the bus stop because I guess like they just kind of radioed it in and they mm. took me off and took me to the office because I was going to swing on him. Mm. And then I just wait. I was like, just wait till we get off the bus. <laughs> Lo and behold, later on, I see him in and out. And this is when we're after high school. And he goes, hey, what's up, David? How you doing, man? Yo, it's been a while. He's like cleaning my table and oh, shit. shit. Super nice. I'm like, I thought he was going to beat me up or like jump me. So I was getting ready. Yeah. I was like, yo, this was about to throw. I'm about to fuck this dude up. <laughs> but animal style. Yeah, animal style. <laughs> and he comes up and he goes, yo, how you been? And he apologizes. Oh, he shit. goes, yo, I'm sorry about, you know, I was going through like some hard shit at the time you know i'm a different person now and i just sat there and i felt terrible right because i was thinking about smushing my animal style fries into his face (laughs) you know what have been boss as a little kid if you after you stabbed him with a pencil Uh be like i hope you get the point (laughs) (laughs) and then walked off dude 
just like that. Yeah, drop the pencil on. But him. all I said was, I pinched him. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid David, the dumbest excuse ever. All right, on that note, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, that was a solid almost hour. That's like fifty-eight minutes or so. Was it? Yeah, that was okay. actually pretty good. Sweet. But anyways, guys, uh, where can they? Yo. He got a podcast too now. It's called oh, No Chaser, right? Oh, yeah. I have a new podcast uh, just launched um, recently. It's called No Chaser. It's on all the, you know, iTunes, Spotify, all the all the streaming shit. It's uh, me, my boy Ricky Shucks, and and the lovely Nikki Blades. Uh, check that out. We, we mainly focus on sex and relationships and stuff. I know and, nothing uh, about that. <laughs> so tune in if you like. Also watch our show, Send Foods on Thrillist. And uh, love you. Yeah, man. Timothy De La Ghetto, everybody. Bye. Suck a nut. <clears throat> Suck a dick. <laughs>